This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hi, friends. Welcome to Joyful Courage, a conscious parenting podcast where we tease apart the challenges and nuances of parenting through the adolescent years. I'm your host, Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline trainer and adolescent lead at Sproutable, where we celebrate not only the growth of our children, but also the journey and evolution that we all get to go on through the years as parents. This is a place where we keep it real, real stories, real parenting. The teen years are messy and there aren't many right answers, but the more we trust ourselves and our kids, the better the outcomes can be. The parenting we talk about here is relationship-centered. You won't find a lot of talk about punishment or rewards. What you will hear is a lot of encouragement around connection, curiosity, and life skill development. This week, it's just you and me. It's a new solo show, and I'm so excited to check in with you. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. How's it going? How's it going? How is the slide back into the school routine? I have to tell you, it's been busy. It's been busy and not busy over here. My work has been busy. I just finished a parent educator training with my business bestie, Julietta Skoog, and started a brand new six-week positive discipline for teens parenting class on Tuesday night, just a couple nights ago, with about 25 parents of teens. Super exciting. It's a lot. Plus, I've got private clients that I'm meeting with and my membership, all good stuff, and you know, feeling feeling the feels around all the things. My son, my junior went back to school and he is doing a program called Running Start here in Washington State. Those of you that are local to Washington know what I'm talking about. It's an opportunity for juniors and seniors in high school to take classes at the community college and earn both college and high school credits. So Ian decided this summer that he wanted to do that. He wants to get ahead so that when he starts college, he's got some credits already under his belt. So he has four classes at the high school, right? And they work on block schedule. So it's two classes each day. And that's what he's been doing for the last two weeks, going to school literally at like 1230 and getting out at 315. I'm like, 
what is happening right now. This does not feel right. (laughs) But today, as I record, today is the first day of the college class. So he's taking three college classes, one each quarter. So fall, winter, and spring. And each quarter, the class that he's taking, so he's taking English 101 this quarter, and it counts for an entire high school year of English. He gets it done in one quarter. And it's college credits. It's five college credits, English 101. So, you know, I get, I mean, it is a full schedule. He'll take a science class next quarter and a math class, I think pre-calc the following quarter. So it feels very loose to me. That's how I'm experiencing it. I'm like, you should be in school all day. Like I'm so conditioned, right? Excuse me. I'm so conditioned to believe that he needs this rigorous full day of school that I'm having, I'm noticing I'm having a really hard time just kind of relaxing into it. And so the poor advisors, both at the high school and at the community college, I'm just like, just checking in, make sure we're not missing something here and trying myself to not over parent, not helicopter and just like move into this flow. That's just contrary to my own high school experience, but he's doing good texted me today and English 101 day one went well. So I'm celebrating that. I think he feels really good about himself. And then my 19 year old is a full esthetician now in town. Rowan is, she went to beauty school. She got her, she passed the exams and is a licensed esthetician in the state of Washington. She's working at a spa here in town and loving it. Yay. Many of you I know followed along on my journey with Rowan and things are good with her. I'm happy to report things are good with her and I'm so glad. And I feel like it's such a lovely example to highlight that hard times are temporary. Hard times are temporary and it might be a week, a month. For us, it was a few years for sure. And it was temporary. We made it through. We can, you can, I can meet life as it unfolds and move through it and get to another side. Um, make sure you check out Monday's show with Fernanda, Fernanda Lee. She's also a positive discipline lead trainer like me. And we talk about positive discipline in the teen years and that we get to show up in the hard times in a way that me, that makes it so when we get through it, our kids want to still be in relationship with us. And I really feel like I learned that in my experience with Rowan. So check that out. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 
35 different meal choices and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. Uh, speaking of podcasts, I listen to a lot of podcasts and one of the shows that I catch every now and then, um, is we can do hard things by Glennon Doyle and her wife, Abby Wambach and her sister, Amanda, they host this show and it's really good. It's always a deep dive into emotional territory. Um, they talk about a lot of things that just aren't really mainstream, conversations. And I just, I really appreciate the openness and vulnerability that shows up on that show. And so last week, literally last week, um, they interviewed, they have two episodes last week, Monday and Wednesday of conversations with Dr. Bailey Kennedy. Oh my gosh. I didn't really know who she was. Dr. No, not Dr. Bailey Kennedy, Dr. Becky, right? Yes, Becky. Ugh, sorry. Dr. Becky, I didn't really know who she was. Apparently she's a really big deal and now I'm stoked that I know who she is. I've listened to this sh these shows a couple times and walked away with so many so many feelings and like actions that I took with my kids. And I want to talk about it. Here. First of all, both conversations, again, there were two episodes, were so useful. Regardless of if you're parenting a young child or a teen, or even if you're reparenting yourself, 
Her work is totally in alignment with positive discipline. And I found myself nodding my head and just like, yes, 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 out loud while I was listening. And the title of Dr. Becky's new book is called Good Inside. And really the message that she delivers is our kids, our teens, they're good inside. They are good and they have value and they want to feel seen and heard and held in a space that makes them feel real. You know, that alone is so powerful. They want to feel seen and heard and held in a space that also makes them feel real. By the way, so are you. You're good inside. I'm good inside. Even when we're having those not so great parenting moments, we can make mistakes and still be good inside, right? One of the statements that came out of the interview that I found so profound was, I believe you. I believe you. Three words, super powerful when we speak them to our kids, to our teens, I believe you. And this is really what I want to get into today on this show is this idea, this language and this experience that we hold space for when we say, I believe you to our teens. All right. Are you with me? You down for that? That's where we're going. And when we think about the teen years and um, how teens are talked about and referenced by mainstream media in conversation, I mean, you see it all over the place, you know, teens are hard, right? And when we start thinking about saying, I believe you to our teens around their experiences, we're contradicting so much of how we have been holding teenagers, right? And what we have been saying to them. So we say things like, you don't know what you want. You don't really feel that way. It's not true. Or you're being irrational. You're being so dramatic. Everyone feels like that when they're a teen. It's not that big of a deal. You're fine. You're fine, right? I mean, I have for sure said some of these things to my kids. And I grew up being told and believing that I was a little dramatic, that I was kind of extra and often had experiences of my parents trying to talk me out of what I was going through or how I was feeling. And when you think about how might life have been different for us, for me, for you, if we had parents that said, I believe you when we told them about our troubles and our feelings, how might my, your worthiness, our worthiness have developed our intrinsic value? What would have opened up in our relationship with our parents had they met us with, I believe you. I didn't talk about things with my parents, not hard things, not my internal struggles or the crazy ass choices I was making, my beliefs about the world and my role in it, I kept inside. I knew the line not to cross to protect myself from being criticized and ridiculed because criticism and ridicule was deeply, deeply painful for me growing up. And so I learned how to avoid it. And that was by 
not really sharing my opinion, my developing opinion about different things with my parents. And this created a gap in the relationship that I had with them when I was a teen, when I was a young adult, and even sometimes now. You know, there's still a line that I don't cross. And in a lot of ways, I could and can feel their love and support. And we have and have had good banter. We can connect on a lot of things, but the big stuff, the things that my heart is really attached to, no. I believed that I was on my own for that. And that really has impacted my experience of personal value and worthiness. What might've happened if our parents had said, yeah, I believe you. Friendship is hard. You are stressed. It isn't easy to fit in. You don't feel like you can be yourself. I believe you. You really want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You're curious about all these risky things that are showing up. You want to belong. I believe you that you feel sad. I believe that what you're going through is tough. I believe you. What if we heard, what if I had heard that from my parents as a teen? How might that have changed the way I thought about myself and how I looked for belonging? What if you had heard that from your parents as a teen? And I'm not here to bash on our parents. Our parents did the best they could with the tools they had. I'm not blaming them for anything, right? Because we are meaning-making machines. And regardless of what happens to us, we're interpreting it with the brain that we have in that moment, right? And I'm seeing places where I can reparent myself when those old messages of you're too much, you're too extra, calm down, This isn't that big of a deal when those messages come up. Why is it so hard, right? Why is it so hard? I think for a lot of us, we hear our kids share, right? Now I'm shifting into why is this hard as parents, right? So stepping out of the, I was a teenager, I had this experience role and now moving into now I am a parent of a teenager. So why is it hard to hold space for a lot of us? We hear our kids share and we want to make them feel better. It's so hard for us to sit with each other's pain and suffering. So, so hard. And so we slide into, hey, stay positive. Or we try to fix or change the other's mind about what's going, what they're going through. Like, it's not that big of a deal. You're okay. It's going to be fine. You know, the other thing that happens for us is we get scared. We get scared by what our kids are doing, saying, wearing, right? When we aren't around them, we get scared that they don't have the sense to make good decisions. We get scared that they don't have enough perspective, enough life experience. We get scared and we think we can control things by creating more restrictions and rules. We get scared when they walk out the door And that fear creates a wall and it's a wall that keeps our kids from coming to us because they believe we can't handle what they have to bring. And what I hear most from parents is that they want a relationship with their teenagers. They want their teens to talk to them and confide in them and trust them. And you've heard me say this before, an open, honest relationship is not an antidote 
to mischief or misbehavior. Having an open, honest relationship with your teen does not mean they're not going to get into mischief or make choices that you are less than thrilled about. It does mean that they're more likely to come to you to process the choices they make. I have a story in our family. Everything's on the table. If my kids want to talk about drugs or sex or politics, I'm here for it. My kids are now 16 and 19. So I'm pretty open with my own experiences as a young person with them. They know what I experimented with for the most part and and just kind of how I showed up as a teenager. Um, I work hard not to glamorize it. I'm candid with my regrets and what I learned over time about what was under the surface for me with a lot of the high-risk behavior that I engaged in. And they know I'm open to conversation. I can handle it. And I would love to say that my kids come to me when they're thinking about doing something risky and we puzzle it out together, right? Like Jane Nelson tells a story in the Positive Discipline for Teens book, I think it's in that book, about her daughter, Mary. It might be in the other, it might be in this, the general PD book. But it's a story about her daughter, Mary, talking to her about drinking at an upcoming eighth grade graduation party. And Jane talks about how she used curiosity to help Mary, Mary to end up making a healthy choice, which was to choose not to drink. Now, honestly, this is not how it tends to play out at my house. Usually the conversations with me and my kids happen after the fact. <laughs> so my kids come to me and start with, mom, I need to tell you something, right? And that's my cue to take a deep breath, to feel my feet on the floor to really drop the tension in my body and stay open. And this happened over the weekend with one of my kids. It was a big share. I felt shocked and I felt angry and scared and sad. And I knew what my kid needed most was to process what had happened in a way that allowed them to release their own feelings about it from their body. So I listened, I asked questions and I let them know how grateful I was that they felt safe to come to me and tell me about what went down. And when they said, I can't believe I did that, I said, I believe you. And when they said, I'm never going to do that again, I said, I believe you. And in the end, there was a feeling of relief for my child. They were held in a space of compassion and love, and they were led to process their experience with a healthy adult who didn't blame them, shame them, or humiliate them, right? It's hard to make good choices when social pressure exists. You wish you would have done something differently. You're also glad for the learning from the experience. I believe you. I believe you. It's hard being a teenager, you guys. I mean, yes, it's hard being a parent of a teenager, for sure. Who knew? But Remember that it is hard being a teenager. It's hard to reconcile all the desires and the impulses with the rules and expectations, right? There's a very real tension between wanting to explore and wanting to not let anyone down. Most positive parenting people talk about the importance of validating our kids. Validation is one way that we can help our teens feel seen and heard and real, as Dr. Becky says. Validation and compassion helps our kids feel real. And 
I notice that sometimes parents get confused and use validation as a springboard into telling our teens what to do or trying to fix their experience. So validation isn't a tool for getting our kids to listen. So if you're thinking about validation that way, I want you to shift into validation as a gift that helps our kids feel seen. And when our kids feel seen, there is an opening, there is a softening, there is a deeper willingness to be in conversation and to share. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. So... What if we let go of the question, how do I make sure my kids don't break any rules and instead embrace, how can I show up in a way that invites my child to see me as a safe space for sharing and processing the experiences they're having, right? Because you know what? There really isn't an answer to how do I make sure my kids don't break any rules? I mean... There just isn't, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess it's what are you willing to do, right? Lock them away. That doesn't work out really well. Look at Rapunzel. (laughs) You know, and then there's temperament. There are kids who lean more towards rule following and there are others who are pulled more into risk-taking. Is it nature? Is it nurture? I think it can be both, right? It can be both. So asking a different question, Because when we sit inside of how do I get them not to break any rules, we are wondering how do we control them, right? And often that takes us down the path of bribes and punishment and doing things that don't feel good and and really are short-term and not lasting long-term tools for um, nurturing, cooperative, 
you know, contributing members of society who still want to be in relationship with us when they leave the house, right? Because we're asking, how do I control their experience? How can I show up in a way that invites my child to see me as a safe space for sharing and processing the experience they're having invites relationship and connection. And this is where we have sustainable influence. I see you. I believe you. Your experience is real. You're real. We say this to our kids because we mean it, not because we want to pivot into all the reasons why we're disappointed in their decisions. Now, for me, I did say to my child, hey, I know I'm real calm right now as you're, as I'm taking in this information about what went down over the weekend, but you need to know this freaks me out. This is scary stuff. I'm scared about this. And I'm also really curious to hear more about how you feel about it and how you're experiencing it and what you think you want to do next time or how to avoid it or talk to me more about it, right? Your experience is real. We say it so they can feel felt, so that they know that they matter, that their thoughts and feelings are real. Oh my gosh, Dr. Becky, she shares this and so much more in those two episodes of We Can Do Hard Things. So I really encourage you to head over there, head over there and take a listen. She's brilliant and really aligned with the work we're doing over here. Um, somebody, I posted it in the Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens group and in my membership group, and I sent it out to different clients. But in the Joyful Courage for Teens Facebook group, Erin um, Hinkley Schaefer, shout out to her, she shared, I was thinking about the parallels of your show and message when I was listening to this, especially around boundaries and being curious. Love this. Thank you, Erin. I'm so grateful for you, for each and every one of you that are listening each week and showing up for each other in that space, in the membership space. And I'm just really honored. I'm really honored to be in relationship with all of you, even if it's just you listen to the podcast or if we've interacted online or if you're a client, I just want you to know I'm grateful for you. And yeah, let me know. Let me know. It's always so great for me to hear that things are making an impact, that what I'm sharing with you um, is making an impact on you and your experience with parenting your teens. This is not easy. This is rough terrain. I was telling my class, which was just last night because I'm recording on Wednesday and this is going live on a Thursday. I was telling my class last night, you know, we can't, and you've heard me say this, you listeners, we can't judge our parenting by the messiness of what's going on because it's messy. The teen years are messy. Brain development is real and it's happening. Our kids ha come to us with temperaments, right? And we get to learn how to navigate their temperaments, how to navigate teen brain development without, you know, creating a dynamic that's full of criticism and angst and disconnection and instead work on our side in our lane to be open to communication and to be open to connection with our teenagers and us being open doesn't mean that they gladly and enthusiastically step in right because teen brain development part of that is pushing away so if you have a kid that spends a lot of time in their room and doesn't want to come to you to share 
things that are going on in their life, just keep showing up and keep letting them know that you're there for them. Because even if they never take you up on that, knowing that they have a parent who's ready to receive them when they're ready means everything. It means everything. All right. Yay. All right. Well, that's what I have for you this week. That's what I have for you this week. Stay tuned. There's a brand new episode interview on Monday coming out. So stay tuned for that. And um, these Thursdays will either be solo throwbacks or current fresh solo shows, but I am going to be offering up two shows a week through the feed and I'm just appreciating you. I'm appreciating you. And if you haven't already, I really encourage you to subscribe over at Apple Podcasts. When you hit subscribe, you automatically get new shows. Same is true over in Spotify. You can follow, I guess. It's different than subscribing, but you can follow. And that way, whenever you come in to your podcast app, you'll see the new show at the top of the feed. Also, and I posted about this on Instagram yesterday. Well, now it'll be yesterday. Today it was today. Um, I posted a really sweet, really sweet review that I got in Apple Podcasts. And um, and it, you know, one, I love, I love it. I love hearing about how the show resonates for you, of course. The other thing is when you leave a review in Apple Podcasts, the more reviews I get, the more likely it is that Apple recommends the show to parents that are seeking out parenting podcasts. So it really matters to collect all of those reviews. And I get a lot of downloads every week and I don't get that many reviews. So if you don't have anything going on right now, do me a favor. And if you have an iPhone, open up that Apple podcast app, make sure you're subscribed to the Joyful Courage podcast and leave a five-star review. Let me know what, what you love about this show. I love you. I'm so appreciative of you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and all the days. Please check the show notes for any links mentioned in the show. I will drop the um, We Can Do Hard Things podcast episode links in the show notes. So find those there. And again, if you like what you heard today, share it, screenshot the show, plaster it all over your social medias, share the link so that other parents know that there's value over here. Thank you so much always to my team at Sproutable for all your support. Thanks to Chris Mann and the team at Podshaper for keeping the show sounding so good. And you, listener, thank you. Thank you for continuing to show up. This is hard work you're doing. I encourage you in this moment to take a deep inhale. Follow it into your body. Exhale. And trust that everything's going to be okay. So glad to have spent time with you today. See you soon. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. 
It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.